0: Hey! Hello, everybody. Yes, it is Thursday, and you're in the evening. It's 9pm, so it's UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, guys?
1: Sweating my balls off.
0: (laughs) Telling me. It is boiling.
1: Hence, I'm wearing this, so... Tickets to the gun show, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it is, of course, season two, episode 119. Deep into the off season program, guys. Uh, we are continuing the positional breakdown series. Uh, we are on to the tight ends, which finishes off the offense, uh, which means then. We get to do the spicy side. We get to get on the defence. I'm really looking forward to that. And you guys, you know how much I love the offensive side of the ball, but I'm looking forward to doing the defence for the Cowboys. What well, do you reckon?
1: Well, all things considering with now how things are getting shifted about with a new defensive coordinator, new coaches, new potential system, all well. There's a lot of factors to think about, so that's what makes it really exciting to kind of start breaking it down and what we think for our D-line, We think about the linebacker core, like for I'm just like I'm rough throwing names, out, just that how where does Jab- Jabril Cox fit uh, fit in? Uh, what about LVE like Jalen? Like the just those four linebackers. Like what what is the main roles that are going to happen with the, those guys now? Because obviously we just with the adjustments we're going to be doing. So that alone, I'm quite intrigued to see what we're going to be doing.
0: Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Um, and here's an interesting fact for you. Uh, they announced the worst coach of uh, 2020. Can you I guess saw who it was? That.
1: It was uh, Mike Nolan.
0: Yes. I saw that. Uh, so that about says it all, really. Um, but yes, uh, we won't quite delve into the defence. I do have, though, an interesting article that I'm going to put up over the weekend about nation Wright. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, thank you very much for that. Uh, DJ Dog always coming in strong. <laughs> um, but we'll start off, guys. First of all, um, bashing out in usual fashion our news and updates. Uh, so we we'll, first of all, we'll start off low. And then we'll come up high. Uh, So the first news is is Jim Fassel, who is New York Giants coach and father of special teams coordinator for the Cowboys, John Fassel, uh, died uh, earlier on this week at the age of 71. Um, Just wanted to put it out from UK Cowboys uh, that our thoughts are with the Fassel family. um, And he makes absolutely uh, it very clear about the influence that his dad had, uh, you know, talking in respects to John Farsal, yeah, of um, the, what the role had uh, on him uh, from his father and the influence he had, he, he, he will say straight up. Um, so it was just to start off there. I don't know in the UK is with you over there, so thoughts with you on that one. Um, But let's move on from that into more of the happier news. Uh As I say, start off low, come up high. Anyone seen Zeke this week in training? Looking a bit trim, looking a bit thin, don't Ooh, you think? I've been,
1: thin, I've, I've been saying that since he's been releasing those videos. He looks in fantastic condition. Yes. I and mean, I mean, we don't even start training camp yet. Like we're, The fact is, like, <laughs> we're actually already memeing Zeke and Jalen already and the camps leave started. Like yeah. I don't know if you I, and and we will always will have our critics with Jalen. Like I do like Jalen, but the there's this one meme where Zeke does Zeke things and Jalen does Jalen things and it's like yeah, yeah. It's like Zeke dodges and Jalen misses a tackle. <laughs> I thought, a way I thought it was kind of funny. Like within Cowboys Nation, I thought that was quite funny, to be fair. Um but if you're uh, not
0: pulling it with malice.
1: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, but but overall, though, I'm very excited because Zeke looks as though he is refocused. Like, this, he's actually had a good proper start to his training camp this year, he's coming yes. up, but so there's obviously with like he could use last year with the whole COVID situation and stuff like that, like, it may have dampened his, his off season training, whatever, who knows, but. Mm-hmm. But from what we can tell, with him and Dak uh, secured, they two have been linked up. They've been going to Dak's back garden in his own home and that uh, working out. He's doing his um, strength and conditioning program. He looks fantastic yeah. shape. So, And from what uh, everyone at, uh, at, within the the Star and Frisco, like hit Harrison has been saying as well, like Zeke's looking fantastic. So aye, I'm looking forward to it.
0: And I think to be honest with you, I don't know what you think. But I know we've done the running backs already, but there's no harm in going back and forth on it. But all. I think for the style of game that Mike, Mike McCarthy wants to play, I think that more slimmer Zeke, you know, a bit more mobile, a bit more um, burst and quickness from the feet on him is more what he's after rather than that rough and tumble truck style running back.
1: I think, that, I think this is going to play a big part to Zeke's longevity as well. That too. There's you know, like I think the only running back I could think of that has managed to last that long, being that type of power back. It's not Emmett Smith. It was a uh, Jerome Bettis, the the bus. Mm.
0: Mm, yeah, that on more but, the extreme uh, side.
1: Yeah, on the extreme side of things. Yeah, I mean he had a really long career. It was the Bills and Steals he played for, right? And um,
0: the Bears.
1: The Bears, So yeah. So, but, but even yeah. way, but, but he, he he managed to play exceedingly well within the type of style of football of a running back that he played. It was really like trucking players, like mm-hmm. breaking off tackles. Didn't really like he didn't have the like the agility to dodge tackles and that, but he would just basically trample over people and that. But I think with Rosi though, there's a good possibility, a good chance that if. You may maybe have two more seasons of doing that type of style of running before nice. things start going,
0: before, yeah, things,
1: yeah. before things start weighing down. Mm. I mean, you know, so I mean, I don't know what, but what you guys think.
2: I think it's imperative as well. The last couple of years, that he's had he, he comes in in this kind of shape. Um, like I say, just because not saying he's put it he, he puts all those away, but like I say, you don't want you, your running back having to come in and. Slim down a bit and having to do what he's done in the off season, building mean, up in, you know what I mean, into the pre-season games, he's got it there and it can it can hit the ground running and it can concentrate on getting this playbook down.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you really do think about it though, Jamie, like the past two off seasons, there's been a lot of Right, Last year was the whole cover situation, and the season yeah. before was the contract negotiation, which played a big factor on him and Zeke especially. And, and if you were to take The last two seasons, they're not like. Even though he's still produced on the field, he still got his running yards, he scored touchdowns. Maybe not up to what we expect, but he was still putting points on the board. But when you compare from his first uh, three seasons before that, minus the suspension, he's been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So, with now going into this season, and you're now coming in with. A fresh, like proper like training camp, proper off season. You've if everyone's now kind of adjusted to what to do with the whole pandemic situation in terms of access to facilities, all that type of mm-hmm. stuff, so the players are can focus properly and do what they need to do. And, and we're seeing that the fruits of that labor, what Zeke is transformed himself into before even the uh, training camp starts. So I'm freaking excited for training camp. I am excited for it.
0: <laughs> hmm. Well, here's one for you. Talking of conditioning and strength, have you seen Tyrone Smith's comments this week? No. Oh, man. We'll wait until you hear oh, this. Oh, no, the
1: interview he did for uh, cowboys.com. Yes, I did. I did watch it.
0: Yeah, so it, basically he, he, he turned he around talk, and he, he said, was, said "He was talk, his talking left about his left arm.
1: His left arm, his and neck, bending. and
0: his left arm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. So basically, turn around and is, is saying, I know it's very off season shenanigan style. You know, everyone's always in the greatest shape of their life, aren't they? This time of year, but he's turned around and said, Look, I feel stronger than ever. This is his words. Uh, he said, Um, I've had issues with the loss of feeling in my left arm my entire football career. Oh, no, it's
1: loss, loss of strength. He had it was
0: the loss of strength. yeah, loss of strength and feeling, which come from a result of stingers. Um, since not playing this year, the strength and the feelings come back. Um, so and like, bear in mind he plays left tackle. So you te- and we know how dominant Tyrone Smith is, and he's saying that we've only had a fifty percent Tyrone hmm. Smith that whole time. And well, he's from USC, if I remember, and I, I, I remember rightly, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he's going back to his college days, saying that he had those issues then.
1: Well, mate, I, I'm gonna stop you there before we get our, our hopes set up, and I'm gonna take it from Dream's I don't want to be the sad one bringing this down again because I, I still have a feeling that we're not gonna get a full season out of him. That and yeah, okay. that that's that, and I feel that it's kind of more of a reality more than anything. I
0: just I, mean, I don't know. I I'm not sure on that one. The way he's going and the way he looks as I mean, well. I would he looks look, ready to play.
1: Oh yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. That the, him, uh, Zach Martin, and a uh, Lyle Collins to me, yeah. it's the biggest change in my personal opinion. Yeah, he's my, he, he, yeah, like he, he looks in phenomenal condition. Yeah. From what you saw him in the off season last year, when a, when he couldn't train for, he ballooned, and not in yeah. a good, not in a good healthy way. But he's managed to come back down, get into a really. Fantastic physique for playing to uh, playing the, his position. So, but
2: but if you if you look at the if you take away the fact like the the stingers and the thing feeling in his arm, how many times has Tyron Smith looked ready in the off season and he's broken down in the season?
1: I know. All it I I definitely hear what you're saying because all it takes is this one wee knock and that's you got a nice stinger and that's it. It's probably realigned it because we don't know, like. Even though it's not full contact yet, we don't know. And it's so hard to say it because the offensive line is pretty much, you pretty much are a punching bag to a certain extent. You can only take so many hits. Yeah, you may take a year out recovery from and in that, but there's always going to be something that might bring that back uh, to make it reoccur again, you know? It's never... Yeah. Uh, so, but I'm, I'm going to stick with my guts. I still don't think Tyron's not going to play a full season. I still don't think I got the PMA.
0: I got the PMA. So, he's going all the way, mate. He's playing all 17 games, regular. Plus the playoffs, plus the, playoffs, plus the Super Bowl. <sighs> yeah. But, all right, we'll, we'll continue on, on this one. Kelvin Joseph, just so you know, hasn't been in practice much this week. Had to stay away. Does look like though at this stage, the
1: would be, this, Ubele, Ubele be because of the fucking rap career.
0: No, it was Rona. Yeah, yeah, you had to isolate. You had test. But it does look like, and I know we'll get to cornerbacks when we get to the defense. So we get to cornerbacks in one, two, <laughs> in about three weeks' time. Um, does look like the season's going to start. Anthony Brown, Trayvon Diggs, as your cornerback one and two. That's how it's looking as it stands. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is that to look at. Uh, Since we are on the subject of tight ends, don't know if you've seen it, a lot of connections between Dak and Dalton Schultz in training. Some very nifty across the middle and some nice um, uh, corner routes from Dalton Schultz. I know it's install and practice only and all the rest of it, but still, connections looking good. Uh, Dak looks good too, and... Also, Mike McCarthy, I don't know if you've seen, he made a comment this week on uh, Dak Prescott. Have you seen this based on his leadership? So I see no? that again? Uh, Dak Prescott. So Mike McCarthy made a comment this week on Dak Prescott. In his words, and he, I, I quote, Dak Prescott's leadership executed through the entire football operation. I'm sure it goes beyond that. The everyday interaction with him is so consistent and steady. He's so real. He's as real a person I've been fortunate to work with, and I've been fortunate to work with a lot of great ones. That says a lot. That says a lot, coming from Mike McCarthy. Um, well, so we, that was we, quite all interesting. Things,
1: all, all things considering, he's been with one of the best quarterbacks that the NFL's ever seen in Aaron Rodgers. So for him to say that a bit dark, that's a big compliment.
0: Exactly. Um, so, yes, he did say that, um, which was quite interesting. I do have an article on this. One of the guys who stood out on defence this week, I'm not sure if you've seen, is cornerback right Wright, um, making some plays, um, getting on the ball, driving on the ball as well. Quite interesting article on him that I've written up coming up this week. Uh, C.D. Lamb also making plays, made a comment as well about uh, get your popcorn ready. And then finally in the news, Gallup, Michael Gallup. He's turned around and he said, um, I want to stay with the Dallas Cowboys. At what cost and at what price and what he's willing to bend with, we'll find out (laughs) at the end of the year and I'm sure when we get to training camp. Things that happens. Um, uh, yes, we get to keep Michael Gallup. But on the news of training camp, uh, which the Cowboys hold in Oxnard, California, California, the governor's turned around and said they are looking to come out of no- lockdown next week. So another tick in the box.
2: Woohoo. <laughs> Is it still Oxnard, isn't it? I, I thought they'd no back to the star. I thought they were doing it for there. Aye, that was last year, know. but
1: they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike McCarthy said in the press conference he is hoping that they'd get to Oxnard. So, I think yes,
2: I mean, it's it's all this last 18 months has just screwed us all over, and you just well, forget yeah. what the norm is.
0: <laughs> I mean, you think this time of year in Dallas, it's just too hot to train you know, they're really hoping to get to Arkansas. The best way to describe how I felt over that time of year is it's like being in someone's mouth. It's just that warm. But let's get into, guys, the breakdown series then. So the tight ends.
1: I may have just missed a little bit of key information as well. Michael uh, Michael Parsons signed his rookie contract.
0: Yes, he did. And um, Kelvin Joseph, literally, just before we went live, signed his. Um, So...
1: I I think it's that's all of them signed. No, is it not just the round, it? third no. rounders now? just third rounders might be. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Yeah.
0: Though? And, and for them, really, it's not it. that difficult. The third rounders—they're only guaranteed part is their signing bonus.
2: Just, just touching on Parsons as well. Did anybody see the pictures of him signing the deal? God, the, he looks huge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to be fun to watch. He's going to be fun to watch this year. And he, I like and him. What I'm seeing from Nation,
0: right? What I've seen from Nation uh, right for yeah. the next week is he, He's gonna be a,
2: He's gonna be the Steve of the year in.
0: Yeah. Uh oh, and also some people worried about Amari Cooper not being in training and a few of the other vets. Ask the question, don't panic. They gave a lot of the vets some time off. Um, so it was rookies about? only. Are you are talking about? Cooper has been there.
1: He's been playing chess with Michael Parsons. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. He's been doing that too. Took him to town as well. Um, yeah. But, all right, let's get into this. I mean, it's going to be fairly quick and simple with the tight ends this week. Um, but let's start off, guys, with, um, first of all, I want to do this before we get into Blake Jarwin. What is your overall feeling? On the tight end position now, me personally, I see oh. as a weakness to the offense. Yeah, I'm the same. A lot of people in the draft were saying the Cowboys' uh, position in need is tight end, and a lot of people going, "What?" I I think they went wrong. I don't think that they were wrong, but I got your take there, Jamie, and I get yours, Paul, and then Rich. What's your overall consensus feeling on the tight end position?
2: I'm not going I'm a- in. Going into the draft, it was it was my biggest concern.
0: Yeah, mine too.
2: It is. It's just not for me. It's not a threat, and I'm, and I'm not saying we'll ever find another Jason Witten because um, mm-hmm. we probably won't. But but like, you just you knew what you were going to get with Jay Witt <laughs> in in center field. Oh,
3: Paul's it, face. It,
2: it was. It was reliable in the red zone. It was pretty. It was pretty. Un, pretty much unplayable in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And but our, our red zone
0: out. offense sucked too. And yeah, a lot so, of what you can say where, when it comes to the red zone with the offense, a lot of that is about your tight ends because it's a smaller space.
2: And we just we, we just haven't not saying Schultz and Jawin. What gets some yards? I just, I just don't think they'll be as, as productive at that position that we would probably need
1: to get mm-hmm. to the next level.
0: Go on, Paul. Give us the other side.
1: Wait. Okay, I've got a few points here. Right. When you've got three star,
0: we've <laughs> got three star
1: wide receivers. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, right.
0: agree.
1: Right. You're not expect this make the Titan to make a thousand yards or whatever in that, or these. No, no, no. Like, no, but you know what I mean? But we need to bear in mind, right? Jarwin got injured the first game of the season, right? He was going to be the guy. Right? And you made the point there, Jamie, about Jason Witten. Like, when he came back for that one season, I feel as though we wasted Jarwin, him being on the sideline, personally. Because, like, Witten was just there just to kind of, like, lace up his boots, play for one more season for the Cowboys, and that was that. Like, he wasn't the same Jason Witten that we were all used to. When he mm-hmm. came back for that one that season, so I feel as though so, like when we gave Jarwin that three-year contract, I felt okay. This is a bit of a good motivation here, and it and during training camp last year, he was one of the talk of the talks. Was Blake Jarwin along mm-hmm. with along with Cooper and Gallup and obviously Lamb. So like the whole like it was going to be like our offense was going to be phenomenal. Blah 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 blah, but. Obviously the injury happened. Don shoot Schultz stepped up. Made like he did what he did. He did his job. He made his blocks. He made his catches what he needed to do. But you need to bear in mind as well, we didn't have Dak as well. We did not have him through the like after that injury. His like Dak's injury. So there's the whole new quarterback, do necess- like you had been your throwing balls to God knows who like interception, whatever, then you had uh, Blaine Gabbert then uh, then you had Andy Dalton so I think it's a bit of an unfair assessment on our tight ends saying it's our biggest need when the other positions that lead up to the tight end were getting more broken down, like the quarterback for example, you know so that's, that's how I personally feel, I, I didn't feel tight end was a need at all yeah. like you like everyone, like I'm, I'm sorry, mate. I'm gonna run. Everyone, no, go on, you go, you go. Every, everyone keep mentioning Kyle fucking Pitts. I was, <laughs> I was, I, I, I was fucking sick of hearing it. I was like, we don't need them. Like I don't care. it was a generational player. We don't need them. Like this one player will not change our defense. He would not change it. Like we would still have to come on and do above and beyond, and might still lose a bloody game. Because our defense was not up to scratch, so we did the right thing by drafting Micah Parsons. No in respect,
0: I don't think so, anyone's disagreeing with that. I mean, yeah, it's just it the fact that we obviously need up. a defense, but yeah, it, it was a very big need. And you can go through it that we say, Look, okay, let's start with Blake Jarwin, right? Uh, so in 2024, year deal, uh, that was worth 22 million. So this year on the cap in 2021, forget about. 2020, he was on IR. So 2022, he's four and a half million on a cap. This is a guy, though, that in 2017 was an, taken by the Cowboys as an undrafted free agent. And when we took him, because in, make no bones about it, in college, he was not a good tight end. We put him on the practice squad and we left him there. And the only reason we brought him up on onto the active roster was because the Eagles poached him. The Eagles t- came around and went, Yeah, we could do it with some help over here. And they poached and we said, no no, 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 no no we'll we'll bring him up up to the top. The issues with Blake Jarwin and there's a couple of things. The first one is that he can't block. He, the best way to describe yeah. his blocking is it's like falling over slowly, is the best way to describe his style of blocking. The other issue is the ACL tear. And I've mm-hmm. asked the question last week too, because there hasn't really been an update. So I asked the question, said, how's he doing? All I got was, not too bad, he's doing okay. Okay, that's not a lot really. Here's my final issue, and then we can get into what Blake Jarwin is. Uh, 2019, so if we go to 2018, he only scored three touchdowns. Those three touchdowns came in one game. The other 15 games, he did nothing. 2019, he scored a touchdown in week one, a touchdown in week three, a touchdown in week eight. So since week eight of 2019, he hasn't scored a touchdown. And now we were getting into twenty twenty. But that's not, that's not his fault, though. But that's your tight end one. Of course it's his fault. When in not- the red zone... When in the red zone, the Cowboys red zone's offence is terribly bad. We rank 32nd in in red zone efficiency.
1: It just really depends on the play. They may be not designed to go for... for I this This is my point though, Mike. Like, it, like we, we made some really stupid calls being in the red zone for the past two years. That's a fact. Some of them should have been past the Jarwin or past the Schultz. They should have been, but they didn't. If you know what I mean?
0: but you can't put Jarwin in on the red zone. That's the issue. Because... I, 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 and that's,
2: that's where I was kind of picking up as well with... And yeah. I, I, know, I know he didn't fall to us, but that's where maybe a Kyle Pitts would have been great just for the fact that we haven't got that upper echelon of, of a tight end. Like I say, like a Gronk, do you know what I mean? Or like a Kelsey, that it kind of... It it restricts what you can do in the red zone because, like I say, because... We haven't got that oppression on sort of a, a tight end, so you put you put Cooper in, you put I don't know, you put Gallup in, and then you have Zeke in the backfield. Well, look, it's going to go to one of those three. If you've got a, a like a Kelsey kind of tight end, if you've got the the four of them in, it's going to make the defense think a little bit better, and it's going to give you a, open up the playbook a lot more for you. And that's yeah. where my my concern is because it, it just restricts us in the end in in the red zone because we just haven't got someone that you can rely on in that at that particular time.
0: On both sides, yeah, because you're going to be one dimensional. Because if you go Blake yeah. Jarwin, you go, oh well, we know where this is going. So, but like, 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 here's my thing. I I'm not saying I dislike Blake Jarwin. I like him, and even for fantasy, uh, I I. I would take him too. There's no issues there. And I, I want the Cowboys to keep Blake Jarwin because he's he's very much a typical um, uh, F-style tight end, is what he is. That's what he is. Uh-huh. Play him in line or in the slot, and you, you're just trying to get him on seam routes or on corner routes, really is what you're trying to do. Yeah. But it's very one-dimensional, his game. and, and But... My issue with him is that I don't see him as a tight end one. And for nearly every other team in the NFL, he would not be a tight end one. I know, obviously, we had Gold Jack, (laughs) Um, which is hard to try and break a tight end one. But when you have a guy like Jason Witten and you had Blake Jarwin as tight end two, that's amazing. Perfectly fine with that. But you put Blake Jarwin as a tight end one. Now I've got an issue.
3: Yeah, like you said, you're not uh, comparing uh, him to 31 other Jason Witten's. You're comparing no, it to no, 31 no. other, mostly, normal uh, tight end one. ones. As, yeah, long as,
1: yeah. as, as long as we're not comparing it to Jason Witten's last season with the Cowboys. No, yeah, definitely not.
3: Yeah. yeah. There, there's good points on both sides. I do think yeah. there is something to say for there's been a severe lack of continuity um, between Dak specifically and Jarwin through obviously Witten coming back, and then the injury last year, there are many. There are too many variables out there to say that he's had a decent block body of work to say he's absolutely in, you know, he, he's no good, we need to move on. And that's their problem. They haven't committed to doing that to find out so that they can categorically say. But at the same time, um, you look at the needs of this team and there are so many other needs that rank above tight end realistic. Yes. Oh, yeah, don't yeah, forget. yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Jace, yeah, yeah. Th- th- don't forget, his his game is is very one-dimensional. Like you yeah. said, completely agree 100%. But there's no reason that they can't use that to their advantage, especially in the end zone. Because if you line them up there and the, you know, you're lining them up a certain way, like he always plays, it's good <laughs> for moving the ball. But when they get into the end zone or get in the red zone um, – things start to fall apart, which is what we've seen in the past couple of seasons. You can still use that to your advantage. Don't forget, you've still got Zeke in the backfield, who you can use as that extra lineman to then buy Dak some time to get the ball out to either him or one of your other wide receivers. You can use that to your advantage, but they haven't seemed to have done that. And there was plenty of occasions, like Paul said, where the ball should have gone to him or to Schultz, and it didn't. So there's, I think there's a lot of things in play here.
1: There's a few factors, yeah. Yeah, um, there's a lot uh, of
3: factors here. And taking really. take
0: your ACL tear as well, and we haven't yeah. seen him at all. Um, so you've got yeah. a guy that, that hasn't scored, haven't scored a touchdown since week eight of 2019. Throw in an ACL tear as well, and that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be your tight end one coming into the season, and you're not concerned about it.
3: No, of course. yeah. There is concern. I would much rather have a tight end that doesn't rack up lots of yards, but racks up lots of touchdowns in the end zone. I would much rather that, me personally. Yeah. But it's a you're you're in the situation you're in. You can't fix every hole in one or two years. And this team has gone down in the past couple of years, not up to the point where you've you've patched those holes. Now you can move on to the next ones. You haven't to repatch holes from before because you didn't do a good enough job or it didn't work out. Mm-hmm. So. It's, it is. There are so many things in play here, and I really think that this year is probably if he can get a full body of work this year, you can really see what he specifically brings, what I he think, can do, what he can't do. But they can use his limitations to their advantage.
1: I think the other thing as well is getting the role of momentum as well, which we didn't really yeah. get. To, we did not get to see that at all from let Must be honest. Exactly. Like, so There's, I think I think if you were just to roll the train consistently, get him through the rotation. Getting through all the reps, yeah, we might see that change in them as
3: exactly. well. Exactly, like you, you want a full off season. You want the training camp. You want all the OTAs. You want the preseason games, and then you obviously want the full season of work. That's what you need to evaluate anyone realistically. You know that that's really what you need, or you definitely need the time beforehand. So. I have worries about the red zone as well as Mike. I completely agree, but I also completely agree with Paul. I think we're really we're still in the same situation, unfortunately we were last year and the year before in that we haven't seen enough of him consistently in one solid block of work from end to end with no breaks in the middle to say we know what he is. Like, yeah, we get he has his limitations in terms of he can't block I mean, very well, we, but we knew that anyway having him. There's nothing new been learnt there.
1: I, I, I would like to think uh, Jerry and Steven and the coaches and at the time made the decision to give him that three it was a three year contract hmm, that they four. All, the, the four, four year contract then obviously they saw something in him that is worth keeping so yeah
0: but I mean here's one for you though because they do have an out next year that in terms of dead cap it's only two mil right um, yeah. if they cut him yeah. next year <clears throat> Do you think then that this year is the make-or-break season for Blake Jarwin, having that he's been there since 2017? You've had a year with him on the cap, not playing again, um, limited production uh, as well. Do you think this year is the make-or-break year for him?
3: Yes. 100%.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I feel as though... his head's well. Is what's the what's the what's the saying? It's like it's back against the wall with this yeah, yeah. one because, he, because he's coming back from the ACL tear. Like yeah. I think he knows, like he cannot afford to do any, like get himself into a situation where he would get himself injured. He can't afford to do it. Yeah,
3: but but at, the same, but,
1: but at the same time he needs to ball out. So
2: like
1: he's an he's everything's kind of against him at the moment.
2: Like like Paul said, it's gonna be back against the wall, especially with how um see with how CeeDee Lamb um balled out as well. So you've got three we've got three exceptional wide receivers that are gonna nine times out of ten gonna get the ball more than he's or gonna be targeted nine times out of ten more than he is. and um, so with, with the limited probably production he's gonna get, like I say, he's 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 gonna be ill afforded to for drops and negative yards and all that kind of stuff
3: yeah I think yeah. whichever way you look at it realistically I think it probably is because like Paul said unlike you highlighted Mike it's the deal's been built this way because they were intending to have a body of work for him to say after two years if we don't think he's great we have an out we can move on now through partly their fault in the whole Jason Witten thing they haven't been able to find out but another thing's in injuries then that's that's no one's fault really So that's just one of those things. If the same happens this year, then they'll probably move on because it's one of those things. They haven't moved on, but at the same time, they haven't seen enough consistency when he has played. Um, You can take that either which way from what I've said previously, or what we've said previously. If he balls out, then yeah, he, he probably stays. But if he gets injured or if he doesn't ball out or if he's average, I think he's probably potentially gone
1: i Like I know, I'm kind of. I've been kind of like. I, I mean, I do like Jarwin, and I do yeah.
0: like. I do too. I don't but, don't get it wrong that what I've yeah. said about the negatives of him, isn't a thing against him in terms of me hating him. I just don't like him yeah. as the thought that like, main tight end threat. I,
1: what I was going to say was, it's like, yeah. um, kind of looking at a comparison when you look at a different team, what what could have happened, as. Is the Chiefs, for example, they had Tony Gonzalez at one point. Yeah. yeah. And Travis Kelsey was the understudy. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So, and we're not getting that same effect really when it came to Whitten and Jarwin, unfortunately. And that's the way it is. Not not everything kind of turned out the way it's supposed to. But I just wanted to kind of add that wee back point in there. I don't know if that's that contract. I, kind of, I don't know if that, they're, like, they're still hoping that might come to fruition
0: based on the contract. But well, here's a funny thing. Go, go, go on, I'm done to interrupt you.
3: No, he's, he's one of the... He, this really strikes me. One of these players is if it doesn't work out this year, if he gets injured or if yes. he's just okay, he's going to be one of those players that goes to another team and does really well because he's oh, just had bad luck here. You know yeah. it's going to happen, but at the same time, you can't hold it against the front office necessarily if they do let him go. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be one of those situations, you know, could, yeah. unless could he you falls out. Not,
2: could, could you not then flip the, the kind of the conversation from what Paul says? Because Paul makes a perfect example there that the Chiefs had Gonzalez and then Kelsey Foss is way in. Now, if either of these guys were any good, they would have beaten out an, an old school Jason Witten. If he, to... the,
3: the, there's only a problem there happen, the, problem, you know the, I
1: mean? the, the problem with that was was Jason Garrett was too loyal to Jason Witten that was, that, that was the yeah. main problem
3: everyone said it, you look at all the Cowboys media, they said if Jason Witten's on this team, he's on the field he's, on the he's healthy, he's on the field you can't mm-hmm. not play Jason Witten if you're not playing Jason Witten and he's on the game day roster and he's healthy everyone's going to be saying, why the heck aren't we playing Jason Witten, and it's a valid point yeah You're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. It's the lesser of two evils, and unfortunately, Blake Jarwin (laughs) fell on the wrong side of that.
1: And and when you look at the the scenario where it came to the Chiefs, is like Gonzalez came in from the Falcons, like on two years. Then they brought Uh like the year I think it was the season after they got Kelsey to be the understudy. Like it wasn't exactly Gonzalez has always been in Kansas City. They brought him in there to kind of. Like do a job but also to uh, get Kelsey the way he is now. You know yeah, what I
0: mean? And you, yeah. Here's what an interesting one. I, 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 go on.
2: No, go on, Mike. Sorry.
0: I was going to say, what is interesting is I can, in fact, make a better argument for you about Blake Jarwin not being here next year by a guy they've got on the roster who they are paying peanuts for. They, he, there is a guy they have on the roster right now. They picked up this year an undrafted free agent who is an exact mirror of Blake John. I know I've done this before with other players and I know you like it. I've done it again. Um, <laughs> we'll get to him in a minute. And once, you, once I compare them with everything, you'll go, holy ding dong. They
1: are exactly the same. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know about holy ding-dong. But no one you will
0: say, say holy ding-dong. You will always say holy ding-dong. I was what? just
2: going to bring up the draft and then maybe another thing for Jarwin and Schultz, etc. To, to look at is what, what's the class like that's coming out in the draft next year? Because that could have, and... if, if, if I haven't had a chance to look, but if it's a really good draft class, I, and I don't mean up in the, in the first round, no, maybe, say maybe second, third round, if it's deep... Then, then they, um,
0: I'm trying to think of the seniors coming up. mostly they need to start
2: panicking, maybe. But if, like say, if it's a deep draft, then it could be nail on the coffin before the before this season's yeah. even
0: started. I'm trying to, I, I don't think we We have been spoiled in recent years with the tight end mm. position, it's been, um, very classy, <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I'll I'll double check and I'll get back to you on that, Jay. I'll have to check on that. Um, But the next guy, guys, on the roster, let's go a little bit further down uh, and look at last year's uh, high riser and team, pretty much the team sweetheart that everybody jumped on and went, "Whoa, holy, holy ding dong. That. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we are talking Dalton Schultz here from Stanford. He's only 24 years of age before we even begin. He's in his contract year, this year, 2.2 mil on the cap. Taking in the fourth round in 2018, last year was his pinnacle year. Uh, 615 yards, four touchdowns. And a lot of people will go, well, that's not a lot. Both touchdowns and yards for a tight end that Dalton Schultz had ranked him six. And if you take that there's four Four tight ends, very, very good tight ends. One of them, Kittle, was pretty much out for the year, so we'll discount him. But if you take the other guys, and then you think of all the other tight ends in the league, Dalton Schultz was above most of them. He was six in yards and touchdowns. But what is surprising that people don't realise is he actually went for 33 first downs on the season, which is not bad at all. Which for For your tight end totally fine.
1: Don't forget Mike you still had Lamb Kipper and Mm Gal.
0: but this is what the argument for Dalton Schultz comes into play that you say Blake Jarwin did well in a couple of games with those wide receivers, maybe not so much CD Lamb, he hasn't had a chance yet Yeah. but when you look at Dalton Schultz and you go, wow he did he produced really really well well bear in mind you've got a safety Shaden Cooper or gallop all the time, so you've got an overhang, which basically means when you look at a lot of the defences that were playing this offence, the middle of the field was always wide open, which is exactly where Dalton Schultz was playing most of his game. So I think when you talk about the lesser of two evils, I think defences were giving Dalton Schultz the cushion to play because they were too busy trying to deal with the other evil. I don't know what you guys make of that.
2: They they, they, they gave gave him the middle of the field, yeah. That yeah, was, big time. And, and, uh, but that that doesn't that doesn't mean he's gonna haul the ball and he's still got to do his job. And he's still got to do and, it, and exactly. And we put and we, and we, and we, and we it back on no, it's not a, a it's not a direct comparison, but when Tony went down years ago, Dak came in, wasn't expected to do anything, and he came in and he he, he took the ball by the horn, so to speak, and he
3: yeah,
2: he did his job.
0: And look at his
2: district and and he's coming and and he wasn't expected to do much, obviously being tight two, potentially tight in three, if the rosters would have been fully fit. And he's, he's coming in and he's done his job. So you could potentially argue that he has a case for coming back the year after. Again, maybe it's tight two. He's obviously not going to be a tight one, but you get a little bit of production out of him.
0: Yeah. But I mean, like, you know, what he was averaging... Um, five targets a game And we finished on the season with 63 receptions And that ranked fourth Amongst tight ends um, So they were giving him A lot of that But a lot of it was prevalent Down the middle of the field Where he was only dealing with Perhaps the slots uh, The the strong safety, safety Strong safety um, My biggest issue With him uh, Was although we like his blocking, and he, at the point of attack, he was doing fine. But his blocking, really, when they, we used him in line, it was only average. And you can go back and check that. You'll see it yeah. uh, quite a lot. But the other issue with me is he had three drops. Three, So, you know, he's having five, He's 63 receptions, but he had three drops. And I'm pretty certain that two of them happened at critical points of the game. So you're talking yeah, concentration or point. pressure drops.
3: Fair point. There's a lot to be said for, as well, again, the same or similar arguments we made earlier for Jarwin. You can make the yeah. Schultz in terms of continuity, getting that chemistry going with your quarterback because he played mm-hmm. under a couple of quarterbacks last year. Yeah, the offensive yeah, line again. play. There's lots, lots of other things. Um, yes, you've got to take the rough of the smooth, but the really crappy thing is, we know that we or I, I de- we've made the point that you want to be giving a decent amount of snaps to Blake Jarwin to find out what you've got in Blake Jarwin. You will, and I, I think a lot of people out there, or at least a fair amount, will probably agree with that, mm-hmm. one way it's or fair. another.
1: There's a fair, a fair, um,
3: fair point. Do yep. you want to be doing the same for Schultz.
1: Yeah, give him a free cracker to whip.
3: And because <laughs> what Mike's highlighted, we've actually seen a bit more from him in a smaller sample size.
1: Yeah, and not just that with multiple quarterbacks.
3: Yeah, exactly. Now, you have to temper that with the fact of he's... Obviously, like you said, when you're lining up alongside Cooper, Gallup, Lamb, and then there's him, if you're on an opposing defence, you're going to focus on those other three guys and not him, which is probably a fair, and and fair reason to, why and he got, got so to. much success yeah. exactly you have to you have to set yeah. yourself up to succeed you're going to try and let the guy who's not seen the field as much fail and allow him give him some cushion that's just common sense Yeah, but is there, there's a potential decent rotation there he was a bit more reliable like you said he ranked 6th in, th- in terms of touchdowns you could have Jarwin trying to move the ball midfield switch him up midfield and then put him in in the end in red zone situations see how that works out you could try and split the reps that way but then you're doing mm. Jarwin a disservice really so it's a. Uh,
2: could, could you yeah, see a potential though to. If, if we're on a really good run and we're getting, I say adequate, I say adequate, we're getting a lot of production out of, out of CD Lamb and a lot out of Amari Cooper, but maybe not so much out of the tight position when we're targeting them. And the, the talks for Gallup don't go as planned. And it's like if, if we had. Maybe a bit more production for the tight end position that this team could get over the hump and get into the playoffs. Could, could you see the Cowboys saying, you know what, let's, let's not lose Gallup for anything and go out and trade for a tight end before the trade deadline?
0: Very much good.
1: Here, here, here's my thing, I, like, I definitely think, and this is a question for you guys as well, I think this is going to be a good battle for the number one spot, I think. I think for the first time, because we got to see Schultz in pretty much a Dak Prescott scenario where he was thrown into the Wolves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like, personally, I think Schultz exceeded expectations massively. Yeah. Like when you put things all things considering and now when you put Jarwin who's on the longer term contract, yada, 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 mm. it's like, okay, fight for number one spot. Let's we'll see what you, you guys can do. Go for it.
3: So, mm-hmm.
1: so I'm 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 quite intrigued by that. That's and, the one
3: what, what, what I'm you, looking what, forward to the most.
0: Yeah, the, the tight end for me on the offense. I'm more concerned about the tight end than I am about the offensive line. Put it that way. Yeah, mm. I think that I think that's fair. Yeah, the offensive line I've got more confidence in. Definitely. I, and I the, the way I the fine. way to look at it is when you go back and you look at Blake Jarwin. So how far along has Blake Jarwin come in the time he's been the guy behind Witten and had to play the tight end one role at times? And you say, right, he was down here. How far up the uh, up the ladder of um, him involving in his game has he come along? And you would say, not too much. He's pretty much the same as what he was when we got him to what he is now. Dalton Schultz, on the other hand, made a massive explosion just in one year.
1: Yeah. And and the question is, can he can continue that on now on with, that
0: path? Yeah,
1: with with everything on the checklist, it's like Dak is back, all that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so, he's going
0: to be more comfortable.
1: And yeah, yeah, that as well. Yeah. So when all the players are more comfortable, you really expect more fireworks. So yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so let, let's move on to the next guy on the list. Jeremy Sprinkle, he's 26 years of age, from Arkansas. Uh, was taken in the fifth round in two, 2017 by what was, at the time, uh, Washington. We won't say the name just for safety reasons. Ah, almost out, Jim. Um, he's on a one-year deal with the Cowboys. Uh, he's 980 on the cap, uh, 980K on the cap, uh, with the rest in incentives. So, yeah, I mean, Sprinkle, no. I mean, 301 yards and three touchdowns um, over the career. The most interesting thing I've checked on, he's actually played, and in some cases started, in all 16 games over the last three years. Um I watched a little bit of YouTube to have a look at him because obviously I didn't see much of him in Washington. Didn't really pay that much attention. Um, looking at him, he's the complete opposite of Blake Jarwin. So you've got a guy who can't catch the ball, although he does. He did make a couple, um, but is blocking um, man—that's good. Uh, just I, I think he's he's untested as a receiver. Is the best. Most polite way to put it. What wait, do you wait, guys well,
1: see? It isn't this the same tight end that actually destroyed us last year? Or am I think or am I thinking about someone else?
0: I don't think you're thinking of this guy. No, I think you're uh, thinking of someone else. Yeah. No. No.
1: Who was the tight end for Washington that absolutely that we've never even heard of?
0: That, <laughs> compl- that happened a lot last year with plays we never heard of. Do you
1: know what, uh, yeah. and,
0: and, and I'm pretty sure it was sprinkle I'm pretty sure it was, was sprinkle he does he, he ha- I'm not saying that he hasn't had bar games because he has caught um where were we looking he's caught three touchdowns in his career over the last three years, but what do you guys make of sprinkle? do you think that this is the guy that they're going to bring in on like jumbo package that yeah. sort of we're, deal
2: we're not going to master this even say uh, you get to in some in some instances, you see it at Titan two, don't you? That Titan yeah. two, Titan three are, are literally in for specific things that the just there out It's you're not going to get a lot of production out of him. So you'll you, you might see him catch one or two balls on a Sunday night game because um, <laughs> yeah. it, it's because it's a prime time game. He gets his name out there, but that's a, really about it, isn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, for me, I I can just, I think he will be on the roster. I mean, obviously, we'll do our predictions on the 55-man roster is what it is now. Um, Like we did last year, we'll try and do some predictions. I think Sprinkle will be on the field, uh, used mainly as, uh, you know, your your goal line or if they're trying to use um, a heavy package on the run game to block. Um for me, I mean, that's the best I can say about uh, Jeremy Sprinkle. But I do think he will be on roster as opposed to the other guy who's on there. I think this Sean McEwen, 23 years of age, uh, from Michigan, undrafted free agent in 2020, uh, 2.2 on the uh, uh, year deal. So he's in the second year of a three-year deal, 2.2 that was. This year, though, 780K on the cap. I actually think, I don't know what you guys think, I've Well, here we are, Rich. I'll ask you. Do you think he's on the roster come week one? Um,
3: maybe. I don't know. It's uh, I don't see how much you really gain, really, in terms of speaking, because you really, really are one-dimensional if you yeah. have him, I think. I mean, it's, it's pretty the- obvious what you're going to do.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, he did play in one game last year, but I was just looking at him in his combine. Like, you couldn't even call it average. Um, he's just not an athlete. He has trouble in his route stems is definitely what I saw. Um, and gaining leverage as a blocker, you know, um, trying to get a hook on players, you just don't see it with him. Although he is good as a blocker with his footwork and he gets his base right and he gets his body angles right. It just seems to be that the, the hands fail him. Um, I
3: think, sorry, I think mate, if I, you I, see him, someone's gone wrong.
1: Sorry, mate. It was, it, it was Logan Thomas I'm thinking about.
3: Logan Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A few people had them
0: on some fantasy teams. <laughs> um, um, but uh, what do you think, Jay? Uh, one minute. Uh, d- 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 there we go. Um, uh, if you unmute your mic, Jay. <laughs> if you want to mm-hmm. unmute your Sorry, there bye. he is. The, God, I, the godfather's I, 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 back. Yeah, it's all right. We know you just sometimes like to just sit there in silence. Just sit there in silence, <laughs> ignoring us. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, have you got a take on Sean McEwen?
2: Struggle no. to get the roster.
0: I I don't think you'd be on the roster, no. personally. Uh, out of the two other tight ends, so you've got your, your top four, I think Sprinkle makes it. Uh, um, McEwen, I, I I, think he's done I, he's done for
2: I don't know, I know we, we've we touched on it a little bit just when we've kind of toured and thrown, I think what out of anything hampers the, the tight end position as a whole on this roster is the fact that we've got such a good running back and also at the minute free top end wide receivers because mm. th- there's just no need to have Two, three decent tight ends because <laughs> they're just not going to get the ball.
3: Yeah, I, w- I don't know. They would. I think they would get the ball in the red zone, hundred oh, percent. I think sorry, they yeah, would definitely I mean, come um, into their fruition um, there. I
2: mean, is the, they're not. Sorry, I, I, um, I, I, I mean, just in terms of they're not going to get fifteen, twenty ball, twenty catches a game, that kind of thing. Do you? Know what I mean,
3: it's, yeah, it's gonna yeah. Be I know what you mean, they're, they're not going to rack good. it up.
0: Yeah Yeah, yeah. Yeah. um, So I mean, that's really the main four we do have as well um, on the the roster. Three other undrafted free agents. So there's uh, Artavius Lynn from TCU. So he's on uh, 660 euro on the cap. Um, His junior year, which was in 2020, 88 yards and a touchdown. So uh, yeah, just gonna cross him off the list.
3: I genuinely you've got, think uh, I could
0: match that. Yeah. you got Nick Rolston uh, from Louisiana College. Same again, 660 on the cap. 2019, he was a fifth-year s- senior. 100 yards uh, on the ground with four touchdowns, but he's more of a H-back-style tight end. Um, a yeah. heavy set guy. Um, I First thing I put oh, in brackets was smart. H-backs. So I think out of those two guys, he's got the... the, the Maybe the slightest of chances to make perhaps a practice squad uh, yeah. spot. Uh, I don't know what you think, guys, on that.
3: I'd agree. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it was in the comment a little, you know, a minute ago. Um, the guy pulls like semi trucks, doesn't he? Training out in the off season, like straps him up and pulls them along. So. <laughs>
2: Mike's just completely frozen.
3: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> like he's falling
1: asleep on us. His...
3: Mike's gone to yeah. sleep. Wake up, Mike. Yep. Wonder of his
1: internet's crashed in again.
3: <laughs> Blink and oh, oh, is he yeah. coming back? Oh, oh. 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 oh yeah. There we go.
0: Yeah, yeah. My, my, uh, <laughs> my Wi-Fi decided to turn itself off, so i just done a very quick... Uh,
1: I called it. I called it, didn't I? We
0: thought yeah, you'd just yeah. gone to sleep. Yeah, no, I wanted to give you, like, never guess what's really great. Haha, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nick, <laughs> Nick Eubanks, right, guys? This is the one I wanted to get to because um, this guy is Blake Jarwin's double, right? Uh, Six hundred And he's only 660K against the cap, right? Um, so, first of all, if I just give this to you. This is how they stack up in measurements wise, right? So Blake Jarwin, six foot five. Nick Eubanks, six foot four and a half. His weight, 245 pounds. Blake Jarwin, 246 pounds. The 40 yard dash is Blake Jarwin, 473. Nick Eubanks, 469. Right? So straight away, their height and speed. Uh, And their height speed measurables are going to be exactly the same on the charts, Mm. right? It gets even freakier, though, right? Vertical jump for Blake Jarwin, 34 inches. Nick Eubanks, 34 inches. Nick Eubanks, broad jump, 128. uh, Sorry, 120 inch. Uh, Blake Jarwin, 121. Uh, Then if we've got a bench press... 19 reps for Nick Eubanks, 20 for Blake Jarwin. So how they look, athletic profile and just in the general frame, they're exactly the same. Then if you look at um, Nick Eubanks' season with Michigan, you finished with 240 yards and three touchdowns, which is best season. Blake Jarwin, 288 yards and one touchdown was Blake Jarwin's best season. They're exactly the same. Yet one is costing you four million. The other one's costing you less than a mil. I know that there's development that you've got to take into it. Team Dynamics, all the rest of it. But all I'm saying is you've got a guy that we're all saying is is amazing and great, yet you've got his double as an undrafted free agent sat waiting on a
3: quarter of the price. Get
2: okay, what you're saying. I, I, I get that, but then I also think: are, are we saying that this could potentially be his last season? So if it's going to be his last season, why be, this why, is... why, why keep the exact same prototype on the roster if you're looking for something different from that position?
0: Yeah, that that also. But mm. but my argument is is that we said you know, do you think this could be Blake Jarwin's last year? And then you look at his contract setup that you've got an out next year in terms of dead cap for Blake Jarwin, and then you've got a guy who's six hundred and sixty k on the cap, who's his exact double. I think I I think this without unless Blake Jarwin, so you've got Michael Gallup. Uh, CD Lamb, Amari Cooper all have a thousand yard seasons because they weren't that far off it last year. Then I think the only way Blake Jarwin stays is that um, he gets on the thousand yard receiver. <laughs> <so you'd have>, See, <laughs> like, yeah, Dak on like more than a four thousand yard passing season. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Hot take. I do. A, <laughs> I, I do agree with dog that yeah, we're in terms of Michigan's play style, um, how that they play with the slant in offense, but yeah, it's just trying to show schematically and statistically and with the combine numbers, how close generally, you know, how close they are as a player, um, in the, in their style and everything else. But that's, that was just something that popped out. I mean, I was like, Hmm, okay. um, so it's just something that's quite interesting. But have you guys got any take on the undrafted free agent tight ends before we move it on?
1: Not really, to be honest. with you've no I've not really paid much attention. If I'm being perfectly honest. <laughs> Thanks for that, Paul. Sorry, man. I'm just, you know, me, man. I like when you mentioned about the defense. Then I'll be all grunge blazing.
0: Well, defence is coming next week, so uh, that's interesting. The tight end one is always a tricky one. You've still got to do it. You've still got to look at them. But, you know, everybody's always the same. Like, yeah, it's going to be one of the two guys and maybe throw the third one in. I, don't know, I mean, that's you know, part, you know, as far you know, as it's going to go.
1: You know, you know me, mate. I like to keep it real. This is true.
0: This is true.
3: Yeah. Um, although I, I have been... My go only on. thought is specifically there is that... After this season, if Blake Jarwin doesn't work out, they'll probably try and get someone else that's good. If not, they'll go for the cheaper Blake Jarwin. And yeah. that's pretty much it.
1: Uh, yeah. unless, uh, unless next year when next year's draft is an our uh, blue chip prospect in the first or second but round. It,
0: it does seem uh. to be though that it's always the cow the cowboys seem to be the NFL's tight end development team. Uh, when you look at uh, the tight ends that come through, that we, we develop
3: and then it move on. Yeah, um,
1: Victor Gabriel's anyone.
3: But then J- Jason Witten. <laughs> yeah, but, but he was a uh, one You, one you, one. He was you a got player. Jason Witten. You're going to play Jason Witten. You're never going to go anywhere else until Jason Witten goes somewhere else. So right. you're only ever going to be a developmental for tight end, exactly.
0: Yeah. So, um, so yes, guys. Um, just a quick one though. For anyone watching and for the podcast people listening, the podcast people in particular, we want to give a big shout out. So the audio only mm-hmm. version, you guys are absolutely rock solid on that one. Uh, mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're one of our biggest um, graphics, demographics, graphics, demographics, demographics. Uh, so mm-hmm. if you get a chance on our YouTube channel, just give us a, a, a rating review. That would be brilliant because there's hundreds of you doing that over there. So that would be brilliant. Um, But also just a thanks to uh, not just the people in the UK and in America. Thanks to everyone else over the other side of the world and everywhere else because you're also a big demographic too. So thank you very much, people. Not just just America's team, the world's team. Not just America's team. What all... And here's the favourite bit, Rich's favourite bit, which is this one. Uh, Guys, if you are going to a game this year, make sure you book it through Cowboys Experience. They've got game day tickets, packages, stadium tours, and tailgate parties that you guys are not going to want to miss. And as we say every uh, week, if you go to one of their events, make sure you send it to us because that goes right to the top of our social media page. Mm -hmm. And, of course, the most important thing of all is, you can see it in red there, Use a discount code UK Cowboys. Because what happens, guys, if you say the simple word UK
3: Cowboys to them, you get free stuff. Not get all a, the not all the free stuff. You get some free stuff. It's pretty good just some, free stuff. Just some no. some free stuff. It's enough free stuff. Don't be a clown. You get enough free stuff to make you not a clown. Still you free. graduate still free. and you don't end up being a clown. It's good. Oh, good. Otherwise, you may as well be a Philly fan. So just leave.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of Philly, I might be at the Cowboy Cowboys experience at the Philly game. So I may be there as well.
3: How yeah. much wood would so Paul Please. Stewart chuck if a Paul Stewart could chuck at a Phillies game? <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I, 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 I survived one of them. I'm pretty sure I can survive an hour. If, if, first, if, you, if
2: you're going. If you go into the, the the Cowboys-Eagles games, use the the the, um, the voucher code a, and you get to see Paul's goes out. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, hey, with, if when he's going in get traditional back? dress, if he's going in when traditional you go, when, dress, he's going on. Don't forget.
1: Yeah, I'll when be, do you get be, back uh...
3: as well, Paul?
0: <laughs> Just so I know. Because we will so, trying to sort something out. What month so, will you be back in the UK?
1: Back in the UK? Uh, yeah. I'll be back in October. I'm going there for a whole month.
3: Okay. When so, he is so, released
1: so, from I am, up Eagles fans. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm flying out on the day of the Tampa Bay game. I, I literally would arrive in Houston, Texas, going straight to the bar to watch the game pretty much. Um But that's all pending on with obviously the restrictions and stuff like that still. But the way how things yeah. are going right now with the UK yeah. and USC now on the amber list. Which was moved a couple, which happened a couple of weeks ago. That's right, and we, we things so are now progressing with the vaccines and stuff like that, which is great. I think it's only a matter of time, not too far away, but a lot sooner rather than later that UK citizens can actually start going back to the US and not having a quarantine. But I think you will need to require still require. Uh, a negative test within three days and possibly documentation of you getting your vaccine. So I think that's the requirements is going to happen. But yeah, so I'll be flying out ninth of September, and I think I'm due back the eleventh of October. I believe. Mm, October. It's
0: it's probably awesome, going to be man. November then. Uh, yeah, probably look at November then. All right, if you all know right. what I'm on about.
3: Wink,
2: wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge, nudge, nah, man. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> I right, say, it's it's At least something has completely over my head, but that's n- nothing new, really, is it?
3: <laughs> oh, Jamie. <Jimmy. laughs> we, we
0: literally spoke about it before before we went live, that we'll do a road trip and then go into Scotland.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, I I, I was thinking about <laughs> football, <so. laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh, Jamie! No, uh, I, I, I just because because we because we we're on we're live, so I thought it was referring to American football. But yeah, no,
1: Jamie, Jamie, please do me one favor. Please be that <sighs> fucked right now when you come up to mine. <laughs> oh, no, you another know the worst thing. Is that I've only had two.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm we'll, make that, we'll make you that. You
1: feel, feel the need. I'm surprised you feel need better. to ask. And um, do you imagine I'm? when I give Jamie I a shot. Mate, mate, hold on. I need to see this. Yeah. Just imagine Jamie after one shot of Don Julio in on 1942. Yeah, yeah. The whole
3: world is <laughs> going to bum. I can, <laughs> I can genuinely imagine Jamie rocking up with like this little model train set Just with loads of shotguns, uh, shotguns with shot glasses, and just a bottle of Jaeger, and just like Jaeger train, like he'd literally make (laughs) a freaking train for it. Like I can imagine Jamie doing that. Yeah, we're trying to to move him on to more partial drinks. In mid (laughs) partial,
0: I (laughs) can't. <laughs> I'm, 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 gonna, I'm gonna get Paul back
2: anyway, Mike. speaking of that road trip, I'm gonna get in the state he was when I picked so, him up from his train. Yeah, so yeah. so you hard. gotta
0: lose your, you gotta lose your clothes, you gotta lose your bank card. Wait, you've then gotta lose the clothes that you buy.
1: <laughs> right, so hold on, what? So hold on a minute. If you're saying Carlin is posh for you, so what the fuck are you drinking right now? Fucking Tesco value lager? No, I was taking it.
2: Stripey
0: white whitey. So, oh. so, oh, all right. It's yeah. all right. Sol. That's nice. It's much
3: better. It's much better. It's
0: tidy, and we've suddenly become the alcohol podcast. <laughs> yes, <laughs> suddenly. No, we and just stopped suddenly... hiding it. Yeah,
1: on that note. On that note.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, guys, next week positional breakdown series. We move to the defenses, the defensive line, defensive ends, defensive tackles. Oh, baby, I am looking forward to it. And then it's the linebackers that get even better. (laughs) And then it's the cornerbacks (laughs) that get even better. Oh man, the next three weeks are going to be brilliant. Oh yeah, and by then. Oh, that's so amazing <laughs> So amazing Safeties uh, uh, Safeties are going to be a killer oh. <laughs> But guys oh. I'm going to let you uh finish off The oh, uh, stream as we always do I start us off and you finish it off So from the Godfather From the Buckfast And from uh, Bonesy Jones Malone. Take it away guys and we'll finish the show Oh, oh mano. <laughs> <laughs>